All right, let's see what happens here. Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to the God Country Live Video Podcast. Every day, every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. Hello, coffee lovers. Jose Alanis, Third Day Coffee Seguin, and it's 1900. It's Friday, and we're doing our thing. Uh, I've been trying to play catch up all week. I came home from Honduras really sick, and I've been fighting it all week, and I'm still playing catch up, uh, chasing my tail, trying to get orders done, trying to get everything caught up. But we're here, and I thank God for all the blessings that uh, He's just given us over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the visit to Honduras was unbelievably incredible. Uh, you'll see my name today is lfmissions.org. I encourage you to go to their site, to donate, to share their story. Um, I got to stand on the side of a mountain. Uh, had to be, it was way greater than a 45 degree angle. I, I don't know what it was. It was insane. I don't even know how they walked on it. But I felt like if I didn't go down there and stand where they were standing, then I would have regretted it. And and when, once I got down there, it took me a little while to get there, but once I got down there where they were at, um, it, it was just an amazing view. They run around there like little monkeys. I mean, literally just running down the mountain and running back up and carrying 40 pounds of plants on their shoulders. And, um, and then you go to their house and they got nothing. I mean, they literally live in mud huts. And, and so it was just an incredible blessing that, uh, I can't thank God enough uh, for letting us to experience. Uh, we will continue to support that mission. We have a GoFundMe that during the course of this, I will try to put it in the comments. Uh, tonight is going to be unusual. Uh, I've got guests from all the branches of military. Uh, we're hoping that they all pop in. They'll be popping in at different times, I'm sure, uh, because the Marines can't tell time and the Coasties don't know what a clock is. So, I mean, they're not like really military. They're like paramilitary kind of like civil air. I don't know. The Girl Scouts might have something on them. But anyway, uh, we're hoping to get some Air Force guys also to show up, you know, if they're not busy typing. Uh, and I promise that this podcast won't last longer than Air Force boot camp, right? So we got about an hour, hour and a half. Um, anyway, with all that being said, I'm going to start bringing my guests on and every, each one of my guests is going to get a uh, an elevator pitch. They'll be able to tell you what their business is, what they're doing. Uh, and then once we get that, we're just going to pick on each other because that's what good soldiers and sailors and airmen do. All right. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to bring on all my guests at one time. And uh, I'm wait. Wait, somebody dropped off. Oh, Coach, where's Coach Fine? I see him, but I don't see him. 
Okay, I'm seeing everybody pop up. Welcome everyone to Small Country Coffee Podcast for uh, whatever today is. It's May 14th, and for whatever reason, I can't open this up in my, in my I got it set up to open up in um, Clubhouse, it's not letting me, so whatever. Uh, we'll just keep rolling with Trump here. Uh, Brian, Chair Force Brian. Hey, I'm digging this, man. Can you hear me good? I'm trying to get my computer right now. Let's see if it's out you're of work. You're a little, you're a little hoarse. Somebody else just jumped in. Hang on, let me add them in. Yeah. It's a little scratchy, Brian. And not Coach Brian, but Chairful Brian. Justin, how you doing this evening? I'm happy. I will. Uh, oh, I'm gonna. I got my computer in front of me. Give me five minutes. Okay, I think the connection's made, but I'm here. Okay, I can hear you loud and clear, Frank. Uh, Justin, give me a mic yeah. check again. Can you hear me? Okay. Very low. I'm very, really, very low. I'm, I'm hearing you guys breaking up. I might have to. Is that better? It's a little better. You could probably go higher if you can. It's weird. It's pretty maxed out already. All right. Okay. Well, you know, you're on the softer side of the branches, so it's okay. I get it. <laughs> so, uh, hey, that's a nice mic. Yeah, Joe? it's all turned up. I'm not sure. It's weird. I can hear you a little bit. Oh, what is that? But, uh, Joe? I'm not hearing your audio, brother. Someone's got a nasty feedback going on. Yeah. Joe? Unmute yourself and say something. No? How about Coach Brian? Can you hear me? Yeah, but I can't see you. You can't see me? No. Is that a bad thing? Well, that's a good point. Check. One, two, I don't know. Yeah, you can. Dude, it's now, you're, you're the guy that's using the scratch, Joe. I don't know where it's coming from. You might need to put your normal earbud thing that you normally put in. Is my camera still not getting picked up? No. All I see is... Um, what happens when you get a bunch of veterans in a freaking... Group chat room. We have technical difficulties. We're trying to figure crap out, right? I know, and and <laughs> I can't even pick on Coach Brian because you know, I can't call him a Marine or nothing. You know, heck, Marine's got the video and the and the audio working fine. I was having audio problems, so I had to switch phones. <clears throat> it looks like the Army's got it figured out too. So. Wow. All right. All right. So, 
here's what we're going to do. While everybody gets their audio and all these devices squared away, uh, since I can hear Frank and Dan perfectly, and I, I'm pretty sure I can hear Justin now, too. Let's see. Where's that I'm in the show. Okay. 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 Someone's got an echo. Someone's got an echo. Yeah, Dan, since I know you're up on top, you're right next to me in the thing here. I don't know where you're at on the oh yeah, you're on that too. Dan, go ahead and give us your elevator pitch on what you do, what you're doing, and what you're gonna do with your business. All right. Well, my name's Dan Becker. I own um, a Coffin Coffee Company. Uh, I met Jr. through our uh, supplier, actually. So we both get our beans from the same location. So I guess we're brother companies. Um, so basically, I get my beans from Honduras, roast coffee beans, and ship them across the country. But I also have a coffee stout beer that's named after me says ranger dan wakes the dead it's got a paratrooper uh giving beer to the to the uh skeletons down there on the bottom so that's another branch out of my coffee business that i have and uh i'm kind of outside this weekend i don't know if you can see in the background move my big old fat head see the tents we're doing an 1800 reenactment which is where i learned how to roast coffee over an open fire and uh, started a business out of it that was two years ago and we're going strong i'm getting ready to retire from the indiana state police and uh, my wife has already retired and i'm trying to follow in the footsteps of jr and get out of the workforce 122 days. <laughs> it's a good thing. Well, I promise you that much. That's me in a nutshell. All right, brother. I'm going to move on to the next one. Our chair force representative number two, Justin. How about you unmute, brother, and give us your uh, elevator pitch on your business and what you got going on. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Is it too loud now? No. Okay, cool. Uh, so I run uh, multiple different businesses. Um, since I got out of the Air Force, I have uh, started and closed or either currently running 17 different businesses. So right now, um, one of them is called Kingdom Campers and is it is a uh, RV and travel trailer rental business. So we rent out trailers and RVs, um, that kind of stuff. It's, it's similar to an Airbnb model, but you, uh, you either come pick it up from my house or I deliver it to wherever you're at. So um that's the one business that i'm really uh going and still going currently right now and that's when i'm really pushing big i got a couple others that are in work uh to some degree either i've been running them for a couple of years and are slowly dying out or i'm uh in projects of working a few others so outstanding <clears throat> all right uh frank give us your elevator pitch 
Thank you for having me here, JR. Well, let's let it roll. My name is Frank Mantel. I'm a United States Marine Corps veteran. I am the CEO and co-founder of Crayons Ready to Eat. Yes. We have turned the military joke of calling us Marines crayon eaters into a reality by making the first edible, colorable chocolate crayon. Of course, it had to be chocolate. Otherwise, it wouldn't be truly edible. Yes, crayons are edible, but they're going to stop you up. Done. Made homage to those that have made the joke about us. We have named each crayon after military branches. We have jarhead red for us Marines. We have squid blue for the Navy. We have dog face green for the Army. We got flyboy yellow for the Air Force. Puddle pirate orange for the Coast Guard. And we have dubbed the Space Force Space Cadets White. <laughs> Our packaging looks like the meals ready to eat that we eat out in the field and combat and everything else. We also have coloring sheets available. We have patches. We have stickers. But we cannot ship our product yet. Don't try to go and buy it. As much as we want you to, we can't. We're crowdfunding. If you feel compelled to donate, donate. If not, share it and care. And we appreciate it. We have to meet FDA and state requirements in order to be able to ship a food product. Who knew? We found out. So help us out. Join along for the ride. CrayonsReadyToEat.com. Find us on social media and have a great one. And let's make everybody a crayon eater one CRE at a time. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Frank. I, I laugh every time I hear your, your, the name of your business and every time I see your stuff online. And I was, uh, I was just the lucky guy to be the first one to donate to the, to the crowdfunding. And, uh, I'm excited about getting my, my box of CREs, uh, when you're ready to ship and uh yeah it should be all good fun uh coach brian let's go with you next give us your elevator pitch i'm coach brian i run tricon fitness it is uh personal training coaching strength and nutrition for men i train online and in person i also me and another veteran <laughs> a marine uh, have designed the first concrete kettlebell mold, uh, which we will, we're still in the process of uh, finding somebody to help us get that made. And uh, we'll be getting that out. So basically you'll, you'll be able to get the mold, pour your concrete and, and the day you got your own kettlebell. And it's that easy. We're going to be working on some other molds as well. Basically, it's all DIY concrete stuff. But I am a personal trainer for men, strength and fitness, and and, uh, and, and also have supplements on my website as well. Uh, some of the best protein you can get out there. It's in your system in 23 minutes, and your body's going to absorb 99% of it. And that's it. I'm pretty passionate about, especially entrepreneurs and businessmen and veterans. Anytime, any type of leader should be working out. You should be taking care of yourself because who else is going to do it? You know, it's, it's like, if you're not going to do it, then nobody else underneath you is going to do it. And if you're growing a business and you're going to have employees, what type of caliber of employee you want to have? Well, you're the one that's going to dictate that culture. You, you still there, Brian? Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Just wanted to check. 
I'm not ignoring anybody. I'm I'm uh, working on my laptop while we're talking, and I'm trying to put your oh cat put your <laughs> put your website in there. Uh, I'm just putting everybody's website in as we go. Uh, Justin, if you've got something you want me to, you know, drop me a, a, in the private chat right here, your uh, whatever website you want me to put up there, and I'll put it in the comments. Uh, and and we'll just keep keep running down that that alley. Brian is still having all kinds of technical problems. He's the He's the other chair force guy. Let's like he should be able to do this stuff in his sleep. You know, there's no excuse. Um, all right. Uh, Pale Horse Mike, why don't you unmute yourself, brother, and, and tell us about your business and what you're doing? And and uh, I will note that Mike is the token Cody. So uh, here it comes. <laughs> Get it out. Come on. <laughs> Well, first of all, I wanted to apologize for being late. I uh, I drove up to Pennsylvania today from Virginia and uh, just got in, literally jumped out of the truck and handed my daughter off to uh, my parents because I'm visiting them. We were on uh, Fox and Friends this morning, so it was a pretty exciting day. kind of postponed my trip, but uh, crazy, crazy stuff today. Um, my name is uh, Mike Vecchione. I'm a retired Coast Guard Chief, Maritime Enforcement Specialist. 20 years, uh, retired in 2018, uh, spent a lot of time in the Caribbean, um, South America, Central America doing counter drug stuff. And of course, tobacco and coffee, that's the thing down there, right? So spent a lot of time there, fell in love with cigars, fell in love with coffee. Uh, one of the things I loved is I did three tours in the Middle East. Every time I was out there, you know, anybody, any branch, what do you do? You smoke sticks, right? You get together, you know, go around the smoke pit, sit around. Uh, smoke, smoke cigars. It brings everybody together uh, on the Navy ships when they would deploy us. The only thing that I could control was a good cup of coffee. I used to always say that. Everything else sucked on the ship, but I, I brought a French press. I brought my own stuff and I could make a good cup of coffee. Um, I had a friend, uh, Ken Hodges. Uh, he was an old uh, SF uh, mentor to me. Did a lot, of, a lot of training with the Coast Guard Special Operations Program. Started his own coffee company in the Carolinas and uh, used to send us coffee on deployment. And I said, man, you, you got it made brother. Like the coffee business is where it's at. And he said, when you get out, I'm telling you, he said, get in the coffee business. So kind of targeted for that. When I uh, got out, I started a, uh, a tobacco shop in Norfolk and I was serving, I wanted to serve a veteran owned coffee. So I found my partner, Don Wingard at the time, he's a Navy uh, retired commander, 30 years. He was doing uh sea bag locker coffee. So Basically, what we did was uh, served his coffee, and he had came up and he came up with Pale Horse Coffee on his own. And you know, the name comes from Revelations: "Death rides a pale horse." When do you drink coffee? When you feel like death. That's our slogan. So um, he kind of brainchilded it in the beginning, and then said, "Hey, I'm moving to Chesapeake. Do you wanna do you wanna come on board as a partner?" So I was like, "Absolutely, man." We had an Army um, Lieutenant Colonel retired um, Ranger. So he was our, uh, one of our original partners and <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, we had, uh, an extra spot basically for a you know, the four horsemen, we needed a fourth. So we picked up uh, Gray Livingston, who was actually the guy making our swag at the time, all our hats and shirts. He's a uh, retired air force. So, uh, he came on since then, Chris has uh, left the company, wanted to move out to Colorado and kind of go a different path. So it's just, uh, the three of us now, but yeah, palehorsecoffee.com. We air roast all our coffee. So we use a fluid bed roasting 
technology. It's very little used in the coffee industry. I think about 2% of commercial roasters use it. Um, we do everything in-house. We carry beans from 16 different countries. Um, I'm actually the chief roaster for the company. Um, so, you know, I'm always constantly trying to, I got a new coffee from the Democratic Republic of Congo coming in. I'm sourcing direct in a lot of times. Um, you know, we do some flavored coffees as well. Uh, we do decaf, but that's for profiling purposes. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's cool. It's fun. We have a pretty cool brand. Uh, you know, like I said, you can go to the website. And I also uh, came up with my own cigar that I put under Pale Horse Coffee. It's uh, the Pale Horse Cigar. And uh, made in Nicaragua through uh, Enki Cigars, which is a company out of Miami. Uh, old school, third generation Cuban blender. Became good friends with them. And uh, we got a stick. So it's kind of where we're at right now. Man, that's awesome. Uh, I love all the uh, different avenues that you're running in. And uh, I was able to pick up a stick when I was in uh, Honduras here last week. Oh, nice. And uh, I'm I'm excited about that one. Uh, Honduras tobacco is phenomenal, too. It's uh, pretty underrated. Everybody's, you know, Nicaraguan, Dominican, but uh, I love Honduran tobacco. Yeah, I love Honduran coffee, man. That's that's what I'm after. So. Absolutely, Honduran's. Uh, my, I'll tell you, man. It's everyone goes. What's your favorite? It depends. Depends on how I'm extracting it. What type of you know? What time of the day it is? Sometimes I want to you know something light, like a medium roast or a light roast. Sometimes I want a, an Italian roast, you know, with a with a French press. Just depends on what I'm doing. But coffee awesome. that. Those are like grown in the same soil. They go together perfect. Absolutely. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh Chair Force Brian uh unmute and give us his uh his uh <clears throat> man, you got all kinds, of, evening, echo, all kinds of echoes. <clears throat> Can you guys hear me good? Yeah, awesome. So uh I, there's nothing special about what I do. I'm a roofer in the Metroplex, six roofs. I also have this company where I get rats out of people's houses, fix the roof, get rid, kill the rats. Just a serial entrepreneur. That's what I'm doing right now. Uh, yeah, that's me. Air Force, aim high. Let's go. Yeah, I saw a yeah, unicorn. I saw a unicorn. I don't know. I don't know. I I can't hear anything you're saying. I'm cut up. I've had so many horrible. I don't know why. It's I don't know that. why it's doing that. Can you... Hello? No, I can't hear you, brother. Dude, that's weird. Dude, that's weird. Can... Give me a thumbs up. Everybody, everybody can hear. Everybody can hear. Echo. Echo. Can everybody hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. It's Brian. I don't know what what's going on, dude, but you're like there's dark forces working against your microphone. I don't know. Um, so I was hoping that Big Spoon and a few others would jump on, but I get it that they're, you know, uh, he's actually I'm surprised that he's not on already, but uh so th this whole purpose of this was going to be, we've already, you know, which is what I thought we would do. We would spend half the time uh, talking about our businesses. And I'm going to run through mine real, real briefly. 
I run Third Day Coffee Seguin. Like Dan said, I source my coffee from the same supplier that he does. Um, and we, um, uh, we are really excited to announce that uh, we went down to Honduras this last week and we got to visit with these folks. Um, me? Who's me? Oh, Tommy, me. Yo, what's up? I'm going to mute you for a second, all right? Nope. Don't get your feelings hurt. <laughs> okay, real quick. Uh, third day coffee, Seguin. We uh, went into business a couple of years ago. We get our, Like I said, we get our, our beans from the same guy that Dan does. Um, I met the guy in a group that's like 300,000 strong on, on Facebook. I didn't know the guy from Adam. He reached out to me, literally. Uh, I was praying for divine appointments, and the guy popped up in my feed and asked me if, you know, uh, if I knew anything about coffee. And I was like, not really, but I'd like to. And he's all in. He, he asked me later if I believed in divine appointments. And I was like, well, I was praying for him when you showed up. And so um, it was just amazing. He said, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm being led to help you get your coffee business off the ground and get it to wherever it needs to be. And so uh, Ashley has done that uh, wholeheartedly. And uh, we actually got to go visit his farm in Honduras this last week. It was, an, it was a life-changing experience. Not all of Honduras is like what we saw, but where we were at in the mountains, there are families who have lived there for centuries and never had electricity or sewage or running water or any, things like that. And so uh, I came back with a respiratory infection, I'm sure from uh, we were we were screwing in light fixtures to this mud hut. There were literally tree branches uh, that were going across that were holding the, it was a stick structure. And then they put adobe mud in between the sticks. Uh, and then the roof was all tin that they you know got from somewhere. And they have adobe stoves and they never did have pipes that went outside the, the roof. And so all that exhaust would stay inside and the entire insides roofs of the ceilings of these homes these shacks were all like filled with soot and as we were disturbing them all you could see was a cloud of stuff that was floating around and uh it it was just you know people think oh well, that's no big deal it's not a big deal to any of us that we take for granted every day but to those people getting to have light in their little house having a place they all have cell phones don't don't get me wrong i don't know how but they have all these broken cell phones um, and honestly, you, you, down there, you can get a chip for your phone for like three bucks and it's like unlimited talk and text. And so they make it, you know, they, they make it easy for them to have a phone, but they don't have running water. Right. It's just bizarre. And so they were so excited about having electricity put in their homes. And, uh, I, I couldn't understand that. It. it took a while for it to, um, to sink in, you know, I, I didn't quite grasp the concept of how something so simple uh, could mean so much to somebody. Uh, but, but yeah, so that we're supporting that one of the families that, that works for Ashley Williams that we get our coffee from, he helps them all get their coffee going on their little micro farms. And so we were so blessed. What we do is one, $1 from every bag of Isaiah, we donate a dollar to the LF missions and we had donated a dollar to uh, Marine Corps outdoors another great organization. Uh, and we were able to, to buy all the plants for one of the farmers this year to plant his, his micro farm. 
And so the, his name is, it's Finca Santos. Uh, it was, it was actually available this year on the website, but from now on, it won't be the only place you'll be able to get Finca Santos in the whole world is going to be from third day coffee. Seguin. Uh, we're going to do specials with it. I don't know how much we're going to get a year. Uh, he's up to about three or four bags right now, 150 pound bags. And so, uh, but we just feel really great about being able to do a, have a mission based behind our coffee. You know, we're not just selling coffee. Uh, you know, we're trying to share the gospel. We're trying to help our brothers and sisters, veterans uh, who are in need, and we're trying to help our community. And so that's kind of our, our business model. Um, with that being said, I'm going to bring Tommy on. Tommy uh, just popped in. Tommy is a chief. Uh, finally got some backup in here. Uh, he's a, a chief Navy. And uh, brother, if you can unmute your mic and, and tell us what your life's all about and what you got going on and give us your elevator pitch. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. I, I was receiving a call right when he did that. So I run the Modern Ronin, which is basically, for lack of a better word, an imaginary thing that I see that we all are. All of us who have ever left the service before the time that we thought we were are Ronins. Much like the ancient Japanese. Here's the deal, though. I run a podcast, and my ultimate goal is to buy land and build tiny houses, three or four of them. So all of us can go out there and, like, experience nature. Because I think as someone who had a very fucked up day in Iraq, pardon the French, and ended up on the wrong side of a suicide bomber, we realize how short our lives can be or how rich our lives can be. And by doing that and having the ability to reevaluate ourselves, it took me 11 years to get to where I am right now to say, Hey, I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with attempted suicide. I've dealt with uh, four years of cocaine use, not because I liked it because I was trying to sleep. Uh, I dealt with behavioral health. I've dealt with med boards, all of that since I got blown up. Guess what? What fixed me was nature, was getting into hunting, was getting in back to our roots. As to quote a relatively famous slash infamous uh, health expert, Paul Saladino, it was a remembering where we came from. Every single warrior who has ever fought has done the one thing that my podcast after the battle campfire has done, short of being killed the first day, is they have had that after their first battle. They've had their campfire where they sat around and they talked about what the power of what they just experienced was. Maybe not in those metaphorical terms, but imagine any warrior culture, the Spartans, the Greeks, the Romans, the Mongols, you name it, sitting around a campfire thousands of years ago after their first battle, and they're talking shit. That's what we're good at. And that's what my podcast captures, is why we are what we are. That's it. That was my elevator speech. Sorry, I've been drinking a lot tonight, so... <laughs> You're good, brother. 
You're good. Uh, <laughs> Tommy uh, came out to the house a couple of weeks ago when we had the Humble Alpha Veteran Empowerment Mission 001. Um, and, uh, you know, a bunch, of course, the guys from Texas who were close to me all came down uh, and helped me start to build out on my shop. And, you know, it was pretty amazing because we've all these everybody that, you know, we've ran across each other in the tribe or some of us are in the warrior council, see those guys all the time. Other people in the zone of action, which is Justin Charpentier's group um, and a few others. And, and I'll tell you one thing that I noticed, you know, and, and I'm not a combat veteran at all. Didn't see any of that. My worst combat was uh, combating you know, the, the lack of funds getting close to payday. And, uh, and the only sand I ever kicked was, was on La Jolla beach, man, drinking as the sun fell into the ocean. And so I didn't have it bad at all. Um, but like I was talking to, uh, Nick Valentin the other day on his podcast, you know, the one common thing for everybody, cause nobody signs up to go get messed up anywhere. And, uh, I mean, we, a lot of us serve because for whatever reasons we have, and I, my dad was in the military. My, my uncle was in Vietnam. My dad was a, a counterintelligence crypto tech guy during the 50s when they, when they used to do real intelligence gathering. You know, they would uh, uh, go take it from people in the middle of the night and stuff like that. And so I wanted to be like them. Um, and I just uh, – I, I do this often. I lose my train of thought. But uh, Wait, all of us are – Can I say one thing? Yes. I think every person who was signed up after 9-11 knows that they're, which is different from those of us who signed up prior to 9-11, know that there is a the possibility of deploying to a combat zone. So I, I do think that there's a lot of people out there who sign up and they know what they're, what they're putting on the line versus those of us who were enlisted prior to and then wound up in 9-11 that like this new generation is even stronger than we are because they they absolutely know what's going on there's no way yeah. hiding from the global war on terror if you join tomorrow yeah i totally agree with that and um what what happened to joe he keeps popping in and out I don't know. Um, I think he's so high, he's burning his house down. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what kind of leaf he's got back there. Joe, stop making fire in your house. Right? He's going to burn his house down. We're going to see it on the news. Uh, yeah, that tiki torch is way out of control, bro. It, it'll be the next half mission. Tiki torch is uh, so what oh, I was that's saying not a half mission. That's a right? you're a dumbass. <laughs> uh, you know what I was saying is that as that all members of the military, no matter when you went in, either before or after. At, obviously, if you went in after nine eleven, you were going in for a reason. Hey, sir, and, uh, in the of the and so, um, but we're all geared the same, right? We're all broken down as individuals and brought back up as team members. It doesn't matter what branch of service you're in. It doesn't matter what era you went in. All the way back to World War II, you know, they destroyed your individualism. Destroyed. And they made you a, you know, a teammate, a team member. And that's hard to get rid of. Like, you never get rid of that, you know, that mentality. 
And I, I chased my tail for probably, I don't know, 15 years after I got out of service, jumping from job to job every two years because I would I would get frustrated with people who didn't hold their weight or I'd get frustrated with the fact that there's no structure to the company, you know, and, and I would just get frustrated with these things and I couldn't deal with it. And I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And uh, I finally found a place that, you know, that I fit in. Uh, but with that being said, uh, you know, like I promised earlier that this that this podcast would not last longer than Air Force boot camp. And so uh, uh, what we're going to do is alphabetical order. Uh, oh, wait, we got Marines in here. They don't know what that is. Uh, we're just going to go from left to right. And uh, I'm just going to pick on people a little bit. Uh, first off, I want to thank each one of you taking time out of your out of your schedule uh, to hang out. Uh, I, I dubbed this episode the All Branch Brawl, and uh, we have a Special Forces Army. We have another Army. We have one, two Marines. We have an Air Force guy. We have a Coastie and a Navy Chief and then just a regular garden variety squid. And so, uh, you know, the, the jokes never end, but I, what I want people to understand is that at the end of the day, uh, there, you can't step in between the lines and, uh, you can't step in between the lines of a Navy and a Marine or a Marine and a Coastie or an Air Force and an Army. You just can't do it because at the end of the day, we will all take our brother's side. Um, and I think that's important. And I think if you look at the way business is today, I tell people this all the time. I see the times that we're in today like the guys that came back from World War II. Those guys came back to the States after seeing the atrocities that Hitler did, the atrocities the Japanese were doing. They came back and they set the country on fire, economically, socially, you know, culturally. They built businesses. Uh, I, can, I can name five businesses in San Antonio that started World War II, and they're still family-owned by the same family. They're still going strong. And so I see the generation of veterans right now, even though we're from different eras, doing the same thing. Everybody's pulling together and trying to help each other. You know, like I'll help Dan any way I can. I'll help Mike any way I can. You know, I help. And we, we all run coffee. But it doesn't really matter to me because they're my brothers. <coughs> well, I was hoping that those pills would take uh, last longer than the uh, – <clears throat> I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, I've been Come coughing on, up. I know, right? Spit it out. <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up and drive on. All right. So anyway, I can do this without choking half my mustache, and we'll be all right. All right. So, Dan, give me, one, give me one interesting uh, fact about your time in the service. One keynote point. I was lazy and didn't do anything. You're a freaking <laughs> army ranger. How can you be lazy and not do anything? <laughs> oh, let's see. Very easy. The only time they did anything was when they were jumping out of freaking airplanes. The rest of the time, they'd sit around talking about, oh, oh you supply guys don't do nothing. Yeah, come on and work with me for a day. Man, you got to pick up all these dang boxes. I ain't right. done with you no more. Yeah, and yeah, all I did was carry a 90 millimeter recoilless rifle. You had to go in and they lost. I want to carry a 90 millimeter recoilless rifle. No, no, you don't. 
So uh, something interesting about my military career is I sat at Noriega's desk in the La Comedancia and put my feet up and then smoked one of his cigars. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's an int- you and I are going to have a good time when you come down here for the coffee fest. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have my own beer ready yet, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, I'll be bringing mine. <laughs> yeah, you need to. I haven't had it yet. All right. Uh, Justin, interesting situation, fact, whatever. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, uh, we did the uh, flyover for Ronald Reagan in D.C. Uh, and during that day, uh, we had massive thunderstorms. We had uh, lightning hitting our flight line. Uh, you know, within a few jets down, and uh, they wouldn't call the uh, the flights off because they said there was no lightning within within five miles. <laughs> wow! So that was fun. Man, a flyover for Reagan, dude. That's freaking awesome. He's my favorite. I mean, he can do an awesome western and then like run the country. I mean, he's just the bomb. Awesome, awesome. <clears throat> Frank, throw us something interesting from your time. Interesting for my time. Let's just say that the uh, heat pouches from the MREs are combustible, and you put those under, you know, pressure and allow them in the chamber. They will make something, you know, go flying, and it involves a three pipe and potentially an international incident that could have occurred. Um, so, just put let your imagination go there of being overseas and you know, seeing um. Three-inch PVC pipe to launch a grapefruit. <laughs> oh my God! You know, you put a bunch of vets together and give them things that go boom, and all kinds of bad stuff can happen. Uh, oh, pale horse mine. Container. Yeah. That's awesome, Frank. That's crazy, but awesome. Uh, Mike, <clears throat> something interesting, brother. Oh man. Well. I know everybody's going to make fun of me regardless, but I, uh, I actually probably spent more time on Navy ships than probably you have. <laughs> a lot of people in the Navy have. Um, deployed three times to the Middle East on Navy ships, and uh, a couple of them I did full deployments on, and uh, even had my ESWAS pin in the Navy. So it's kind of cool. I fast roped down to a carrier um, to do a uh, link up with the EOD for a mission, and we had to meet the Admiral, and, uh, you know, we like blew everybody's mind because we, we came in, we fast roped out of the helicopter onto the deck and we had to go put our weapons in on the carrier. And the guy's like, what, what seal team are you guys with? And I was like, what? And he's like, what team are you with? And I was like the fucking coast guard, man. And he's like, what? And he thought I was kidding. And he laughed and I was like, fucking serious. Look at my name tag. And he goes, Oh shit, my bad. So <laughs> it was cool. Cause we, you know, walking around the carrier, everybody was like double taking us like, what the hell are you guys doing here? So I did get to have a lot of fun. Um, you know, for coasting. So, yeah, that's, uh, I've never even heard of that, man. I know that we did uh, drug ops with the coasties. That was my exciting thing in the military. Um, we got to do drug ops with the uh, Coast Guard off of uh, Mazatlan, off yeah. Baja California. And uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of my friends were on the leadettes. Um, I did more of the counterterrorism side of it, but um, I did some drug missions too. It was a blast. I just, you know, I probably got about 20,000 pounds of, Coke bust under my belt and uh, get to see a lot of cool stuff. 
Yeah, that whole boarding ships, man, is wild. And, uh, you know, you, you train. For, I was on a backup team. I never got to go on the actual ship, you know, the boarding crew. But uh, that was a lot of, man, that's a wild thing. When you pull up to a ship, you have no idea what's going to happen. I, and, I uh, do want a big, big shout out on the, uh, I think it was the USS Monterey, but they, uh, you can Google it. They had uh, the Coast Guard team that was on there just seized a uh, shipload of weapons, uh, filled up the entire flight deck, thousands and thousands of, you know, RPGs, rockets, AKs. It was amazing. Uh, the picture itself is like you look at the flight deck and it's literally you can't even see the deck. It's just weapons from end to end. It was pretty cool. So those guys are out there right now doing it. So big ups to them. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, Dan, if you disappear, I understand. Uh, Coach Brian, drop us a line. Man, I've never seen anybody more in you know, with ingenuity than military members, especially being supply and going out to the field and watching. I mean, I I was deployed to Djibouti, Africa once, and all four branches were there. Well, five. There, there. The, that paramilitary group was there. Uh, was that Coast Coast Guard? Yeah, they were there. Um, <laughs> but it was it was pretty cool running missions with with all five branches and just the when you put all of them together and and they start working together, it's just it's an amazing machine. Yeah, absolutely. I, you, for logistics, I do want to say. I do know bullets don't fly without supply. I'll give you that. <laughs> right. Oh, everybody's sporting their coins now, man. I don't have any of mine out. Oh, hold on. No, no. Hey, Coach Brown. No, I'm not even at home right now to pull one out. Like, what? It's not like I carry that crap around anymore. Hey, Brian. No, take guys, look at this coins, one. man. Who's going to buy the drink? <laughs> no, no, no. This, I, I, what I'm talking about is that I pulled this before I knew Brian was going to talk. What? Yeah, I pulled this off of my shelf before I knew you were going to talk, man. Is that your booty? Is that fucking crazy or what? Dude, you're nuts. Since you're unmuted, Joe, give That's us your crazy, that is I, I grabbed two coins. I grabbed this one because I wanted because because we were going to be a combined service, and this was the this was one of the one of the coolest uh, joint combined task force that I thought was cool. Like, I mean, yeah, it was a shitty I've place, got, but I thought it was cool. I've got and then, I've and then got the other one I got the other one I pulled was the one from the School of Infantry because one of the coolest things I thought was ever was having the privilege to train Marines in their craft. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was cool. But I thought that's insane that you brought that up, Brian. <laughs> hey, Joe. Yes. While you're speaking, tell us uh, something interesting that happened uh, during your career. Oh, in the military. Not after. So, Joe, so, Joe uh, met me. That's the interesting part. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. That's pretty interesting. I was actually thinking after that, that and I wanted to think of off. something kind of interesting oh. and funny. So and, and relevant. So because I'm wearing I'm wearing this was the first unit I joined. 
when I came into the Marine Corps. Actually, I was selected to come into this unit because at the time, the Sergeant Major was actually, uh, he had a lot of, uh, the company for a Sergeant had pool with the Sergeant Major. And they actually would go to SOI and look for all of the uh, expert shooters, first class swimmers, because they were a boat company and they wanted good shooters and good swimmers. And he'd had some, I don't know, he probably pulled some background deal <laughs> with the Sergeant Major to allow him to go pick the cream of the crop. And then everybody else went to the other company. So my first deployment was to Somalia. And uh, we were doing like gator squares outside of Somalia for, I don't know, three beer days. I don't know. So you know how long that was, right? So every morning we woke up to uh, Sunny and Cher, I got you, babe. And every night we went to bed watching Groundhog's Day. And then uh, they decided to do, a, we decided to hit the beach in a, uh, in a boat raid, which there was not necessarily to do a boat raid. And we ended up just going to the beach and then just coming back to the ship. But they wanted to do training. So we're off the coast of Somalia on this one spot and our scout swimmers insert and they start to swim in. So we're sitting in the boats, we're waiting for the scout swimmers to do their box recon. And somebody goes, holy shit, look at the size of this shark. And there is this shark that swims and, and now our boats are linked up. So my platoon has three boats linked up and this shark swims underneath. And when the tip of its nose comes out of the other side of the three boats, its tail is still on the other end. So now everybody's like, holy shit, what are we going to do? And everybody goes, don't say anything to the scout swimmers. <laughs> so those guys, they box the beach, they get in, we come in and we tell them, hey, there was this giant shark out there. And they were all like, what the fuck? Why didn't you guys tell us? And they said, well, because you might have panicked. But anyway, that's my cool story. So uh, none of our scout swimmers got eaten by a shark. And uh, we got to hit the beach, then got back on the boats and just went back to the ship. And uh, when we did our real insert to Somalia, we just rode LCACs. So it was kind of cool to do the boat raid, but we never really did a boat raid. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Tommy, you're the All last right. guy. So, God damn it. I have so many stories, but I'm going to go with one that Joe would relate to. So we were on AT as reservists. Or as a reserve battalion um, in Wisconsin. Joe, do you remember that 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 trip up to which trip? I can't, the one up to Wisconsin. Oh my God! Yes, it was like I a can't remember the name of the base. The entire training thing, the entire AT. Yeah, was what, what what was the name of the base? I I thought it. I, I don't even remember the name of the base. It was I, okay. We're just gonna call it Port Shithole for the the remainder of this story. <laughs> so I'm with um, Fourth LAR, uh, mortar, or Fourth LAR Alpha Company Mortar Platoon, and we're out there dropping rounds. There's also an Army National Guard unit ready to go to Iraq, and we got our bows out there. And shit is going wrong. And it's not from us. It's from the Army National Guard unit. About 10 minutes before the the actual, like, big, oh, shit incident happened, there was an explosion in the forest, probably 
250 meters in front of us off to the left. And it's like, okay, that was weird. Then shit like starts to drop super near us, like 50 meters. Like, uh, so uh, I forgot the name of the guy who was our uh, who was our officer, but he's like calling back on blah 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 blah. And like this is and the response was this to shooter one one a lieutenant colonel from the Army National Guard. And he's like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, and they're like, uh, you are dropping rounds on us. Where are your FOS? Because they would literally have to be turned backwards in order to be hitting this position. Because we're getting mortars like 80 to 200 meters away. So it's the first time ever I'm in America and I'm getting mortared by my own by my own forces. <laughs> it's a fucked up. But the weird thing about it was it was a precursor to my deployment. So on that note, if you guys want to hear more about that, check out the podcast. After the Battle Campfire, where Jose's been, Joe's been, and I don't know why any of you other people on this haven't been. What's the name of the podcast again? After the Battle Campfire. You haven't. You all are invited. Hey, Tommy, it's called what? You broke up. After the Battle Campfire. After the Battle Campfire. Which is basically... Based on the idea that, like, after our ancient warriors fought, they could go home. So they had, they had to camp out and fight another day. And I apologize. I have been drinking. I gave Jose and Joe the heads up. <laughs> You're good, Tommy. You're good. Uh, All right. So we have. I've been uh, doing shots. <laughs> yeah, not, not me. I've been so sick uh, since we got home that. I'm just trying to keep my head above water and get my orders out and and just try to catch up. But uh, I was driving. I do. I couldn't have it. <laughs> I strongly recommend going to the YouTube channel uh, and checking out some of the videos that I was able to do from the side of the mountain. I went down. Our elevation was about four thousand seven hundred feet, and uh, it was probably about. 15 feet away from where I'm filming the video. And there was about a 2000 foot drop. And, uh, these guys are running around there like, like deer, man, like there's nothing. And, uh, they kept saying, come on, we'll go behind you. I'm like, no, you need to go in front of me. Cause if I start rolling, man, I'm taking you all out and some of those trees. And so, uh, it was a little scary, you know, but, uh, yeah, check them out. Cause it's pretty awesome. Uh, so what we're going to do is uh, I'm just going to go back through here. We're already at uh, almost an hour. I'm going to give uh, everybody a chance to, you know, just throw out your final thoughts. If you want to plug your business, I've already put everybody's links uh, in the comments. And so, um, uh, you know, you'll have your, your business plugged as far as that goes. You can always hit me up and come back on the show one-on-one. -on -one. I will tell Mike something, something that you said really resonated with me. You know, my, I'm, I'm a normal person like everybody else. Everybody always, you know, I, they do hold me to a higher standard because I've surrendered my life to Christ. My, all my bags of coffee are named after scripture. And uh, when you said that you were named after Revelation, well, my coffee 
that competes with one of those other veteran organizations that starts with a B and ends with a C. Uh, they, uh, I make a high calf coffee and it's, it uses robusta beans, which have twice the amount of caffeine. Right. And then I roast it all to light, which gives it even a higher caffeine content. And, and I call it revelation. And so, uh, I thought that was kind of cool, man. I was like, Hey, another coffee guy with, you know, using revelation for, a for a means of their, of their, uh, coffee. But, uh, Justin, you know, give us some final thoughts, anything that you want to say before we, uh, before we get done uh not much i mean uh going along with what you were just talking about um i'm also christ follower that's why i named my business kingdom campers um so you know the the kingdom of god um that's what the campers are for so i'm trying to get people out into the wilderness more kind of like what tommy's talking about i'm me and my family love the outdoors i actually work for a nonprofit that we go out and clean up the forest we clean up uh, the outdoor shooting sites um, and they're, they only hire veterans. So, um, it's been amazing. I've been working there for four years now and it's been great. Just, the what it's helped me do, helped me, uh, get better with, you know, being out in nature, uh, to relieve stress, to get away from people and stuff like that. So, but yeah, my business was named after, you know, my faith also. So. And that's awesome. Uh, third day coffee, Seguin, third day coffee came from. Luke 24 and 46 that said that Christ will suffer and die and rise again on the third day. And so that's how we came up with ours. Um, I'm so glad you took time to hang out with us for a few minutes. You know, uh, I love the ribbing that goes on between the branches, but I, I can't stress it enough, especially if you're watching this. The intent is not to pick on each other. The intent is that you know that at the end of the day, no matter how much we pick on each other, we got each other's backs, uh, no matter what the situation is. And so I think that's important for people to understand that, you know, we may be a, a weird, you know, people have all kinds of stigmas about the, the military, the veterans, a bunch of old, mad, crusty, you know, disabled farts. But the fact is that we're very able, we're very capable, uh, and we will have each other's backs no matter what. And so, you know, be careful what you do and what you say. But uh, that's probably not very Christ-like, but the fact <laughs> of the matter is, is that I will – you know, if one of my brothers needs me, I'll be there, period. And uh, and that's, that, that, that's what it, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Um, Frank, final thoughts. Final thoughts? Let's see. I learned that the Chair Force is still trying oh. to luxury while they're living in RVs camping. I Coast Guard is, you know, just they're smoking and joking like they usually do. And the Army is sitting back in the rear in the gear, you know, lifting weights. Um, so, you know, and, and of course the Navy is just, you know, has been our Uber that you know, we thank you for Uber being created. <laughs> and so my final thoughts is, is it takes a village. Don't lose your band of brothers and sisters, find your group, stay connected. We don't miss the circus. We miss the clowns in it. And these are part of the clowns right here. And I'm glad to be a part of it. And, um, just stay connected as much as you can and uh it'll help you personally and it will help you in any business that you do and um just get out there and have fun and enjoy it and find your tribe and find your group and, and connect and click no matter where they are what they're doing and uh you always find a way to connect in some way shape or form so i had to get the last dibs of freaking cracking everybody
Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, you can't even read. I don't know how you you got all that. I don't know how you put all that together. <laughs> hey, Audio I I'm a redneck also, <laughs> and I'm also Polish. All right, so that that's a world that's a world world of wonder right there in itself. I'm telling you, that's a lot. Uh, thanks, Frank, for taking time and. Uh, and I know that you and I will be in close contact here over the next couple of weeks, man. Looking forward to working with you on yeah, other man. things. Um, Mike, man, final thoughts, brother. All right. Well, it's, uh, it's been an honor to uh, sit down with you gentlemen this evening. Thank you for, uh, for having me. Um, also love, you know, sitting down with other coffee roasters. I think it's funny, you know, breweries, I noticed this breweries, like brewers are all super close and they all work with each other and, coffee roasters always seem to be like so guarded and so secretive about everything but i do enjoy um you know the banter um also wanted to give a shout out to a nonprofit that i'm on the board of directors for it's called salvage usa uh based out of chesapeake it was started by a marine recon uh retiree he uh, lost quite a few of his uh his brothers to uh suicide and uh he just basically wanted to get people out uh doing things kind of like what we're doing here get people together, get them doing activities. Uh, I started with him just getting special operations veterans in to roast coffee at my shop after hours, just kind of teach them, you know, the passion of coffee. There's a local surfboard shaper who's a vet as well. He started making surfboards with them. There's a blacksmith who's a Navy veteran. He started pounding knives with these guys and then kind of created this nonprofit where we basically get it's geared towards obviously special operations veterans, but really any veteran that just wants to feel part of something and wants, you know, needs help and needs to sit down with some people. They have a staff psychologist. Um, it's an amazing organization. So if you get a chance, look them up. Um, I recently got on the board this year. A hundred percent, all the money that comes in goes directly to the events, whether it's certifying people in dive. Um, and now they're actually working with the apprenticeship program to actually get people certified um, and into j actual jobs. So it's kind of working with, uh, you know, like whether it's to be a brewer or whatever it is, they're teaching trades and skills, which is pretty cool. Um, so I didn't want to want to mention that and throw them in there because that organization, we work very closely with them at Pale Horse um, and it's a great group. Um, I think we need to trade high calf coffees. I'll send you a bag of mine if you send me a bag of yours because uh, <laughs> I got one called Speed and it uses a Robusta as well, uh, but it's a French roast and uh mix it with a nice African bean. So we need to uh, chit chat about that. Um, but no, I definitely love linking up with you guys. Anything, you know, pale horse can do for you guys, your business, by all means, you know, reach out to me and uh, you know, we love working with other veteran businesses and uh, cross promoting and helping each other out. Cause you know, like you said, Frank said, it's, it takes a village, man. We're all part of the same tribe and whatever we can do to help each other. Um, that's it. We're the, we're the future. So. Hey, man, brother. And I just put the uh, natural restorations up here in the uh, comments. It popped up. So um, <clears throat> the link seems like it's broken right now, though. Oh, is it? Yeah, when I click on it, it's going to uh, it can't be reached. I'm not sure. Hmm. It's all good. OK, you can edit it later I, or whatever. It's fine. It popped up on mine. I, I misspelled it the first time, so I had to delete it. And uh, I put it back in there, but it, it popped up. So anyway, uh, Joe, give us your final thoughts, brother. 
final thoughts. Hmm. Let's see. You guys want like the short version, or should I just philosophize on this? I need you to land anyway, no, All right, look. Everybody, everybody here is amazing, and and you know there's like a common thread here, right? And we've all been talking about it. Everything that we're doing brings people together. There's some type of community. I mean, from Jose's coffee, where you sit around and drink coffee together, it's about bringing community, man. Same thing with with you, Mike. You guys, you, you've gotten things that people share, right? This you don't sit and well, I mean, you do sometimes, but normally you still have a cup of coffee. Just like the smoke pit, right? You're at the smoke pit with your cigar and your cup of coffee, and you're having community, man. You're joining. You're uh, you're just releasing all of that tension and joining that, uh, sharing that energy. Just like what Tommy talks about that campfire, right? The, uh, after the battle campfire, where you sit around and you and you share in that energy and you refresh and reset. And I think we're all on that same journey because there's something that has touched our hearts when we decide to give our life to service and that's what we did when we decided to be veterans when we decided to sign that line we gave our life to service man it says it right there i mean we swore it right to look out for each other and then we lived it for however long that doesn't go away so in all our endeavors what i've always come to back to realize is that we're just searching for community again right to, to for the bigger picture right the the higher purpose and uh so i'm just i'm just honored to be in this right here with you guys and and in all of the journeys that we're in and i got to connect with you mike because there's this, there's like a there's a movement man and and jose's seen it frank is seeing it justin uh are you we got to get you guys in the tribe because I, I don't think we connect as much until i've meeting you guys here but there's like a movement of connection and growing and i just like some of the stuff you shared mike of what the, that Marine guy is doing, I, I need to connect with you because that's exactly the kind of stuff we need to be doing more. I, I want veterans to make soap. Like, I think that's yeah. very therapeutic to make soap. So um, I'd like to add that kind of stuff. Anyway, this is, you know, I mean, I'll go on forever, but man, this is this was great. Thank you for doing this. We, you, we need to make this a regular show, Jose. Yes. Well, you know, uh, we are up and we have registered for the Veteran Podcast Awards. Uh, that are gonna the the judging is gonna be from uh, August the seventh till September the tenth, and so I may do another you know uh, group uh, deal here. And of course, I think what we'll do next time is like Thursday we'll all get on to make sure everybody's tech is working, uh, so so we don't have as many issues. I knew he was gonna have trouble. I mean, I literally. I, I was scrambling uh, up until five minutes prior uh, trying to get my audio working and uh, I'm going to have to get another board because this one's taped together now. And this last trip to Honduras just did it in, but you know, I've taken that thing to Florida and I've taken it different places and it has survived, but now it's, uh, it's not, it's good. It's on its last leg. Jose, I wanted to real quick. I'm sitting here. Yeah. Uh, I want to show you my here. He's in the darkness, but that's my dad, 101st Airborne Division, Vietnam vet, tunnel rat. That is, uh, that's one hard dude right there, and uh, he taught me everything about business. So, well, you tell him that I'm grateful for his service, man. My uncle was in Vietnam and Laos. My dad was in Turkey uh, during the Cold War, stealing stuff from wherever he was stealing stuff from. And uh, yeah, we come from a long line, man. Uh, all the way. Yeah. 
got 10 or 12 uncles that were World War II vets. Um, some of them, I think one of them was on Normandy. Um, and then I, and then I've got a great uncle who I've got all his paperwork, uh, from World War one, uh, where nice. he left from here and he went to France and, and so, yeah, we come from a long line, man. That's awesome. I'm glad you still got your pops, dude. Uh, yeah, I miss hanging out here the whole time, giggling at the, the jibes and stuff. So, <laughs> hey, Mike, was did you say uh, uh, 101st or 82nd during Nam? 101st. 101st. My uncle was 101st during Nam. I, I don't know what years though. He passed a few years back, but tell your dad okay, welcome absolutely. home, man, and thank him for his service for my, for me, man. Absolutely. Welcome home thank and thank you for your service. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to put you all in the green room for just a second. Hang tight for one minute. I'm going to close the show. I'll come right back to you. Well, folks, uh, you know, that was the all branch brawl and there wasn't as many sparks uh, as I led up to be, but that was the whole purpose. Uh, we just wanted to show you that we are a group of very able and capable entrepreneurs. Um, you know, we like to break the stigma that people, uh, see veterans as these old mad uh you know grumpy dudes who just go to the va and can't do anything else and uh so it's such farther from the truth it couldn't be more farther from the truth uh, but thank you for watching in next week we have uh, a combat uh, combat veteran who is a first generation american she's a female and she's an author and she's a i think she's becoming a serial entrepreneur uh, she just launched her uh, her foundation recently, and she's got some businesses that she's doing. It's going to be incredible, uh, Magda Khalif. And so she'll she'll be on next week. Uh, and so tune in at nineteen hundred. And until then, treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Good night.